This episode is brought to you by Triggered 22 LLC, a veteran-owned apparel company. By purchasing a t-shirt, hat, or hoodie from Triggered 22, you're not only supporting a small business, but you're bringing awareness to veteran PTSD and suicide. Please help save the lives of those who fought for our freedoms. Visit Triggered22.com now and place your order. Let's help those suffering from invisible wounds. I feel like Theo Vaughn. Remember when that wasn't with oh, Joe Theo Rogan? And, yeah, and he's Joe hilarious. Rogan was like, you're going to put the headphones on? And he's like, oh. Welcome to the American Grown Podcast hosted by Austin Sullivan. The American Grown Podcast will focus on people from different walks of life and their journey to where they are now. Now, turn up your volume and settle in for a great episode. Hi, I'm Austin Sullivan. This is the American Grown Podcast, recorded inside the ColorTech Creative Solutions Studios. Today, we have Erica Moyer, physician recruiter for Penn State Health Hershey Medical Center and owner of I Am Erica apparel brand. Erica, welcome to episode 37 of the American Grown Podcast. Thanks for having me. I'm glad you can make it in. Some of the topics we want to cover uh, include small business and the importance of supporting small and local businesses, supporting our military, and why it's okay to have strong convictions and beliefs in this generation. Let's start from the beginning. Where were you born? Where'd you go to high school? Sure. Yeah. So I grew up in Mertztown, PA, which is a small town in between Allentown and Reading. And then I went to high school at Brandywine Heights High School. So not sure okay. if you're familiar, but... Is this, this is up... Uh... Up north, kind of? North of Reading? Um, yeah, and it's actually like maybe 10 minutes from Kutztown. So I oh. always kind of tell people I'm from Kutztown, but it's really Mertztown, but no okay. one knows where Mertztown is. I know right where you're at. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, very cool. That's a nice area. Kind of rural. Yeah. yeah. Definitely right. country living. Yep. So growing up, um, siblings, family, tell us about it. Yeah. So um, I actually had a blended family growing up. So um, my parents divorced when I was two, um, and I ended up having then four brothers, and I was the only girl right okay. in the middle. My parents always joke that I was pretty much a boy until I was like 13, just being outside with my brothers. We would just be shooting our BB guns, constantly playing sports, and really just lived life outside. It was a blast. So kind of um, growing up, I don't want to say like a tomboy, but growing up maybe a little little rougher because your your brothers might have, uh, like you said, you'd, you'd have to keep up with them, yes. kind of play with them. Yeah. Yeah. Tackle football. And they didn't go easy on Really? Me. Oh, tackle yeah. Football. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Do you want to shout them out? <laughs> no. <laughs> okay, I was gonna say you want to put them on blast. Hey, right. Settle down out there, brother. Now's the time to do it. <laughs> yeah. No. So that's very cool. So, growing up kind of in a rural area up there in Kutztown or around Kutztown, in high school, any sports? Yeah. So I played soccer my whole life. Absolutely love soccer. But I actually had an injury when I was in eighth grade, right before I started high school. Um, I would. I played mid, so I did a lot of the kicking, and okay. so I had like a hip injury, and so when I went into high school, I actually decided to stop playing soccer and just take up tennis. Then I played tennis for uh, all four years throughout high school. After high school, what was what was the plan? So I always knew I wanted to get in something that would help people, but I quickly learned that um, nursing was not for me. I am not a blood person. That's somebody who cannot handle like any of that kind of gory stuff, but I still wanted to get into the medical field and make an impact. And so I decided to go to Shippensburg University and I started out just um, in business and then I decided to take the um, human resources route. And so that's what I graduated with then. Yeah. 
shout out to all the doctors and nurses out there, right? Because yeah. and uh, EMS and first responders, because they they see some things, you know. Yeah, truly really incredible work. Yeah, and I'm with you. I don't have the I can't handle that either. Like no. the guts and everything. No, I yeah. can't. So those people are awesome. Shout out to all you people out there doing uh, doing God's work. Really, seriously. Mm-hmm. Um, so now, why Shippensburg? I mean, you had Kutztown right there. You got Alvernia, Albright nearby. Great question. Yeah. I think that was my parents' same question and probably mine too, but I just knew I wanted to get away a little bit. Looking back, I kind of wish I would have just went to Kutztown and lived at home and saved that money. Yeah, right, <laughs> Student right. loans are expensive, yeah. um, especially when you're out there kind of doing it on your own. And so Shippensburg to me, a um, little bit of competitiveness. I'll bring up my brothers again. So my older brother went to Drexel and the uh, business school at Drexel had the same accreditation as Shippensburg. So I was like, well, oh. I'm going to get the same kind of business degree then. Yeah. I'll just go to Shippensburg. There you go. That sounds perfect. Yeah. yeah. And you stay out of the big cities too. Exactly. Yeah. You don't got to go to Philly. Yeah. yeah. There you go. After that, how did you secure a job at, you know, Hershey Med? I mean, that's very prestigious. Especially yeah. Penn State Health. Yeah, it was a little bit of a path to get there. So when I graduated from Shippensburg, I had a job already at Reading Hospital and I worked within human resources for like a year um, and it was a temporary position. And so I really got to get kind of my feet wet within human resources and figured out that that's definitely the route I wanted to take. Um, and after that, I worked for a staffing company in um, the Wyomissing area for I think it was almost three years. And from there, a position at Penn State Health opened up at uh, their location, St. Joseph's in Reading. I interviewed and got the position to join their provider recruitment team as a coordinator. So essentially, I was the right-hand person to all the physician recruiters that were hiring throughout the health system. Wow. You have your hand in a little bit of everything Mm -hmm. at Penn State Health. Yeah. And so I got to start in the coordinator role, which was awesome because I kind of got to see what the recruiters do day in and day out. I really did fall in love with kind of their job and just what they're doing because Every physician they hire is making an impact in the community. It could yeah. be saving your brother, your uncle, or you know your next door neighbor, um, just making a greater impact. Right. So no pressure, but you're recruiting these people. So you have a big hand in yeah, yeah, in the health industry around here and the health field. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's incredible. So, like, what is your day to day like? What do you do other than help, obviously, hire people in HR? But give us some background on that. Sure. Yeah. And if you don't mind, I'll backtrack for one second. Please. Because when I first started at Penn State Health in 2018, I was the provider recruitment coordinator. And they actually didn't have any positions to move up at the time. So I just have to share the story of how I came into the physician recruiter role um, from the coordinator role. I actually, really funny, but when I graduated college, I got a lot more serious about my faith. Um, And in 2017, I recommitted and got baptized, um, my life to Christ. And through church, I met two girlfriends. And so um, they both decided to relocate. They were going to relocate to Florida and they were going to start their careers down there and get into ministry. And so I thought, this is great. Like I've had an awesome time back home after college. I think I'm just going to move with them. Right. And so I was like, this is exciting. And at the time, Penn State Health didn't really have any other positions open and so um, we kind of make our plans and God laughs but a position opened as a physician recruiter on my team and I was very underqualified for the position I didn't have many years of experience yet or the needed kind of things for the role Um, but I thought you know what before I moved to Florida I should really just interview and see what it's like you know get the experience why not Yeah. yeah so I did I interviewed with my team and I did not get the position 
it was actually offered to someone who had like 10 years more experience. Oh yeah, than it's kind of tough. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Super tough. Yeah. But fast forward two weeks later, it was, I still remember where I was. It was a Friday afternoon. My boss gave me a ring and she said, you know, the gentleman we offered the job to actually declined the position. And she Whoa. said, yeah. And so she said, the team spoke and you were the next person in line. And so here I was thinking I'm off moving to Florida. Yeah, with your and, girlfriends, right? Yeah, and yeah. I had that support system that I was going to move to Florida with. And right. now God's like you know, joke's on you. You're moving to Hershey PI by yourself. So two weeks later, after I got the job offer, they gave me an offer I couldn't, you know, turn down. And two weeks later, I was moving to Hershey all by myself. Wow. I truly believe everything happens for a reason. Yes. Do you want to shout out those two girlfriends down in Florida? <laughs> yeah, Danielle and Aaron. Shout out Danielle and Aaron. Yeah. So what are they up to now? Um, one is doing like hair um, down, cool. like that was her career. Yeah. And the other, I think, got into just ministry down in Florida. Perfect. So she followed through with what, she, you know, they're originally going to yeah. go down there for. Yeah. Very cool. It's strange how things work out, really. It is. What's the day-to-day like? I recruit across the health system. So we have it set up between specialties. So each physician recruiter on our team um, has different specialties that they recruit for across the health system. And so I recruit for the Cancer Institute, Radiation Oncology, Pathology, Psychiatry, and Orthopedics. So across all of those specialties, those are the providers that I recruit for. Um, And just day-to-day is really um, sourcing and, you know, searching passively for those candidates. And also lots of phone screens, um, lots of sending CVs over and kind of um, then setting up interviews from there and then dealing with like the onboarding once we get them you know to get them started right that's true you have to kind of hold their hand a little bit walk them through yeah what do you look for in a candidate or how do you go about finding someone for these you know crucial job roles yeah so it just really depends but what's nice with penn state health is that it does have a reputable name so a lot of people do seek us out or a lot of times they're referrals from other providers so maybe it's their friends they knew that they went to med school with or they know someone who has you know someone who's getting out of residency or fellowship has family you know back in pennsylvania has ties to the northeast area um a lot of times it's it's that I have to shout her out, but my sister, Emily Poff, shout out to you, Em, <laughs> she went to Temple, graduated. She's at uh, Salas up north in Philly. Needless to say, she's going to be a, a physician's assistant, a PA. Oh, awesome. And just wanted to, again, throw this out there because she's going through the uh, like clinicals, I think is what she mm-hmm. calls them. Uh, she's had to go into like a prison, wake up at four in the morning, turn her cell phone and keys in and, and you know, okay. take blood and things like that. Um, she's done de- labor and delivery. Uh, she's do- she's phenomenal. So I just wanted to throw mm-hmm. that out there. Wouldn't that be crazy if she were to work for Penn State Health? That'd be awesome. Yep. Oh, shout out to Em. Okay, now you well, know someone to connect to. I know someone, exactly. So here we go. Erica, yeah. here we go. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get into your apparel brand. I really want to jump in. Looks like last September, roughly, you launched the clothing brand i am erica yeah or i america i know it's kind of funny play on words it It really is yeah you know how did that come about where did you get the idea from actually ever since i was little i've always wanted to start my own business but i never had a clear vision on what it was like after college i tried to start a blog where i definitely wanted it to be around you know my relationship with the lord and just growing in that area And then I also started like a jewelry company at one point where I was making like my own jewelry and stuff like that. And nothing ever really came of it. And I guess a lot of entrepreneurs out there kind of get that. Um, You're always kind of changing and seeing what works. adapting. Yeah. Yeah. And so for me, it was after 2020, I really, um, in the pandemic and just, you know, the divide in the country and so much going on, really my heart went out to the next generation and, you know, the young individuals out there, men and women who might not feel as comfortable talking about their beliefs or their convictions and the things that are important to them. And so 
I guess they came up with the idea with iAmerica to kind of make a statement um, and always keeping it tasteful, but just about loving our country, you know, and pro-freedom and, you know, conservative values and why those things are okay to be important. I think now more than ever, like you're saying, to bring up the conversation or to start the conversation is so important because the divide, I feel, is huge between whether you're left, right, Republican, Democrat, conservative, liberal, whatever it is. We're all Americans. Yeah. We all are Americans. Why not talk instead of looking at each other as maybe enemies or oh you vote for this person so you're an idiot it's like let's find some common ground exactly yeah and i really like the quote that you had my apparel embodies conservative views and is a space where i wanted to combine my love for god our country and the things that truly matter in life Mm -hmm. what do you think like your brand represents to people that support your your brand and your apparel why do you think this younger generation would embrace it or support it. Why do you think they do that? I think it's because it's not really out there. Like, I don't think you see a lot of brands for that are geared towards the younger generation, um, especially with conservative values that let them know that it's okay to have those strong convictions and beliefs and to talk about them. And there's nothing wrong with be strong in your beliefs. Also, just knowing who their identity is in Christ and knowing that, you know, that's okay to have a strong identity in Christ and not let the world tell you who you are. And not to be judged. It's a very unique brand, and and I love the play on words that you have. (laughs) Who came up with the name originally? Yeah, me. Oh, you? Oh, I did. Nice. Yeah. yeah, so it's a uh, one-woman business. Um, just, I do it all. Just you? You don't have like a designer? Or no. John doesn't help, which no. uh, for the listeners, John's here in the studio, <laughs> Erica's husband. He is great. So my husband has had his own uh, small business for the past 20 years. And so he has truly been a mentor to me. He's like the person I go to with questions on, all right, how did you do this? Like, you know, and he has been super supportive. So that has been truly incredible. That's been awesome. But yeah, with no, with iAmerica. So it was funny. One day I was sitting there and I, I sent him, I went online and I created the logo, iAmerica. And I sent it to my husband. He goes, yeah, that's great. I'm like, cool. Had no idea what it was for. And then I was like, no, no, no. Do you like this? Like, I think I'm going to launch an Etsy shop. And he was like, oh, yeah. And he was like, actually, I really like that. Um, And so, yeah, I came up with the name. And I I joke, too, that my parents gave me the perfect name, you know, because Erica's in America. So then I just stuck the I in front of it and it kind of made sense. It's perfect. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So shout out to John. Appreciate the support. And (laughs) and it's huge, you know, especially when you're launching anything, whether it's a podcast, a clothing brand, a business, you know, to have a strong foundation of people that back you and support you. I think it makes a big difference. It does. It truly does. So how do you do all this? Being a physician's recruiter for Penn State Health, and now you have your own apparel brand going on. How do you handle that? It's a great question. Um, very, or- You have to be very organized. I will say that. Very much um, time management as well. But with iAmerica, it truly just feels like my baby. Like It's a passion for me. And so since it is a passion project, for me, I don't see it as work. Like It's just such an exciting thing, creating designs and having... like. One of the biggest, I feel like, rewards from it has been the conservative individuals I've connected with online who have reached out to me, the young women who are like, this is so cool. I want to somehow be involved. Just that even in itself keeps me going. And then also my work at Penn State Health is super rewarding too. So it's just fun. And I was just thinking, like we've just been talking about, a lot of those views might not be the most popular Mm -hmm. nowadays. Like you said, younger generations. So for you to be able to connect and say, hey, it's okay to talk and have these conversations, especially by putting on the hat and the shirt and everything, I think that goes a long way. Yeah, I think so too. And when I first started everything, I thought about me in college and I've always had super conservative views and that wasn't always the popular thing. And, you know, even now it's not. And so I thought about like, 
the friend I would want to have when I was, you know, younger and that I just want to be that to the younger generation to let them know like it is okay. And like you can make an impact even if it's, you know, in small ways. Right. Exactly. Now, do you think your family and your upbringing, like your parents had a big impact on your views and everything? Definitely. Yeah. So yeah, I grew up in, you know, church. I accepted Christ into my heart at five and I would say from there, definitely like my parents, um, definitely instilled conservative values in us growing up you know like i said we just spent our time outside and very family oriented yeah yeah. and it's amazing because i feel like sometimes you grow up family and and they instill these values in you you know you go off what doesn't matter where it is and sometimes people come back really different yeah hats off that you stuck with your values, you know, kept your faith. Yeah, no, thank you. I definitely had some arguments with some of my professors. (laughs) You know, you said it perfectly, friends, right? Yeah. If they're all doing or saying one thing, but yet, you know, there's a lot of us out there, Mm -hmm. you know, that have the same thoughts and same views. And again, it's having that conversation. So now, what was your inspiration to start I Am Erica? I think it is just all the conservative women that I really started to admire during the pandemic. Like I really, that was a time where I feel like a lot of us had more time. And so mm-hmm. I spent more time online. You know, you would see people out there really living their truth and really just not being silent about it anymore and saying, this is what I believe in. I'm proud of it. And I thought, you know what? Why couldn't I do that locally? I feel like that was my inspiration was, you know, the Candace Owens of the world, the Tommy yes. Lawrence, conservative Barbie. Like they were just people that I definitely looked up to. And I thought, why can't I do that? Yeah, I love it. Now I follow <laughs> all those people. And I, awesome. again, it's, it's the, it's the conversation. That's why I keep repeating it because a lot of people just put a label on and, and let it go. But it's like, yeah. Hey, let's have a conversation. Exactly. If you don't agree with our stance on something, let's talk about it. Yep. Let's talk about the importance of, like you said, supporting small business, shopping small, and then we'll tie that into supporting the military. With shopping small for me, I feel like it's just like the backbone of our country, the mom and pop shops. And like growing up, something my parents would always do, any town we would travel into, we'd always go into like the small bakeries or like the small shops that made like unique items and just like my parents, if you go to their house, they had all different like antiques and like fun stuff that they picked up from all over the country. And so that stuff's just always been really something that I've liked and admired. Oh, I can agree more. It's, it's lifeblood, I think, yeah, of America. It is. And, you know, it's a shame you see all these warehouses popping up and big corporations that you, they don't want you to be, in my mind, they don't want you to be creative. It's just mm-hmm. like, okay, go pick this item, put it in a box and ship it out. Like, exactly. Yeah, generations in the past were were very creative and there was a lot more small businesses mm-hmm. because people were willing to risk it for that reward right. of one day you know having a successful business i'm a big supporter of the military i have yeah. friends family in it um what's your ties yeah so i've had several family members um in the service as well and just growing up my parents really instilled in us how important it is to just like honor uh, military members and also just the sacrifice that they made. And so they were big into history. So we would go to like all the World War II weekends in Reading. We go to the different reenactments. My brothers and I were obsessed with Band of Brothers series. Yeah. And we would actually at some of these reenactments met some of the soldiers um, who fought overseas for our freedoms. And I just remember as a kid, it really made an impact on me. Yeah. That was a major Richard Winters. Yes. Yeah. Band of Brothers. Yeah. I think he lived in Hershey. Uh, oh. Right, didn't he? Maybe. Was he local? Yeah. You might be right on that one. Yeah. Thank you, John. I got. He gave me a thumbs up. <laughs> thumbs up <laughs> yeah, I thought one. so. Um, yeah. yeah, but our military is so crucial and so important, and what those people sacrifice, yeah. and then what they have to go through. A couple episodes prior, I had on uh, Rebecca Gundrum, mm-hmm. who was in the Navy for twenty years, and she mm-hmm. suffers from PTSD. 
but just her story. So for anyone out there, whether you're a new listener or current listener, I highly recommend you listen to her episode as well because they sacrifice a lot. Yeah. Erica, what would you say motivates you day in and day out to be the best version of yourself? I would have to say that it's definitely uh, my relationship with Christ and just every day waking up and wanting to be more and more like Jesus. But in this day and age or any day and age, it's really difficult. You know, I fail every day um, and I have to just try my best. And I would say that's definitely it for me. Yeah, Yeah. we all have faults. You know what I mean? And it's bettering yourself. And I always look at it as you're competing against yourself to better yourself each day, no matter what it is. So what would you say you're most passionate about? I would have to, it would probably tail end off the last question a little bit, but it's definitely uh, my relationship with Christ and just, I know what it's done for my life. And so every opportunity I get, I like to share the good news of the gospel and just, you know, um, Christ's love and grace to others as well, because my husband, John, who's here, you mentioned, um, we talk all the time about how you know, this world can be such an evil, discouraging place to live in. We feel terrible for people who might not know Christ and might not have that as something that they can hold on to during hard times. And so any chance we get, we just try to spread the word. It can be wild seeing some things on social media and on the news with what's going on in in this country, but throughout the world. And like you said, for those that maybe are are younger or just don't know about the Lord and and have that faith yet or have that uh, upbringing, It's kind of, for me, it's kind of tough to see, yeah. um, especially having a daughter and uh, we actually have a, a son on the way. Um, oh, so congrats. thank you. You really, I think once you have your own child, you, you really look at things differently, right. you know, and uh, anyone that can spread positivity yeah. throughout the world, I think is huge. Yeah. Perfect segue. In this day and age, why do you think it's so important to have strong convictions and beliefs? Yeah, I think because if you don't, I think it allows the world to tell you who you are. Oh, I like that. Yeah. yeah. So well said. Yeah, I, I couldn't couldn't agree more. Can you go a little bit deeper in that? Sure. Yeah. yeah. So I think that if you don't know who you are, it's just so easy to get lost. There's so many distractions in the world today. And there's so much like we were just kind of saying negativity, evil, um, and things that will tell you who you are if you don't know who you are. Um, and so that's why I always look to Christ and what his word says to tell me who I am. Because if not, it's very easy to get discouraged. Because I've had a lot of guests on in the past, and it seems to be a theme, which I, I love. You know, finding the Lord, finding Jesus Christ, and finding your faith. If someone, whether young or older, wants to find their faith, what do you, what do you recommend they, they do? Yeah, so I definitely recommend that they maybe go to someone who knows the Word, definitely um, knows their Bible pretty well, but it's as easy as accepting Christ into your heart. You just have to pray and, you know, ask the Lord to come into your heart. That's really it. Um, There's no crazy rules you have to follow or crazy things that you have to do. Like you really just have to have a relationship with Christ. And something else I'll just say from my experiences, uh, Christ came into my heart when I was five, but I didn't live my life following him. Um, You know, I went through the typical teenage years, college years of being lost, kind of trying to figure out who you are. Now I still had my conservative values and those, the firm foundation. So I am so lucky and blessed for that. But it wasn't until 2017 when I came home and decided to get a lot more serious about my faith that I decided, you know what? I'm no longer one foot in, one foot out. I'm putting them both in and this is it. This is what I want for my life. And I want to do what you want me to do, Lord, and kind of just follow his will for my life. And so it doesn't matter how old you are, how young you are, like you can accept Christ into your heart whenever. There you go. Perfect. You actually brought a couple items, which... You brought a shirt for Parker. Proud to be an American. I love it. Yeah. In uh, in hot pink. I love that. You brought a hat. I am Erica. And my wife and I each got a shirt. So thank you for that. Um, no I appreciate it. 
you know, with your, your items, tell us a little bit more, like, how do you, I'll put you on the spot here, but are these made in America? Interesting question. And we're actually going to be putting something together to explain a little bit of it. Okay. So they're sourced from outside the U.S., some of them, but with I'm going to look to John about this a little bit because he can explain it a little bit better. But actually, it's like 80, isn't it like something like 80% is like made in the U.S.? Closer to 90. Closer to Whoa. 90% is made in the U.S. Okay. Um, because the companies that I use. So for me, it's really important to use quality. And so um, I won't say the t-shirt brands that are not quality, but I do use the more quality brands. So they're a little bit more of expensive pieces. And those two brands, which are Port and Company and District, those are primarily in America. 9% of your supply chain is here in America. And that the Port and Company I've heard of, uh, we do some apparel for our clients, you know, like mm-hmm. they'll need hats or shirts or pens or whatever it may be. Yeah. Um, and I know that is a very reputable brand you know so very cool yeah (laughs) so if somebody wanted to purchase an item and support what you're doing and and your business your family business you know how can they support so um they can go to my website at iamericaapparel.com and then i also am on instagram at iamerica underscore apparel on instagram Perfect. Now, do you do any shows or events? Like, do you go out at all? Every now and then. Last year, we did the Market on Chocolate a lot. I loved being out and getting to oh, meet yeah. people. Oh, yeah. I know right where you're at. That's yeah. a nice location there. Yeah, right yeah. downtown. Um, that was fun. But in-person events are a lot of prep. Yeah. Um, and so I really like selling online because I actually do everything for the company so all the photos photos that you see or anything i shoot all of that i do all of the videos like i pretty much do it all (laughs) and yeah Yeah. and so definitely it's time consuming to do bigger events but i do have an event coming up in august it's at oh i'm losing it now but it's at a winery but you can find the information on my instagram Uh, springgate no No, it's actually up in a miller's area like Halifax area and it's for another local company's like one year anniversary Goldie uh Goldie Lynx permanent jewelry oh my gosh yeah yeah Yeah. we're connected on on uh, Instagram oh perfect yeah so she's doing her one year anniversary up there and she has a ton of local companies coming out and so I'll be doing that on August 19th that is so cool yeah and you mentioned Etsy these all available on Etsy as well yes I also have my Etsy um but I will say my website has more sizing and more designs okay yeah so it was originally you started on Etsy and then created the awesome website you have now yeah and you do everything you do the photos the videos so if someone's following you on Instagram that's all you. That's all me. Yeah. You, you do nice work. Thank Seriously, you. Seriously, because I, I see all the pictures <laughs> and I'm like, and all the different people you have wearing your apparel and everything. I was like, wow, this is so professional. Like, it almost Thank looks you. like professional photographer with professional hair and makeup. I'm being serious, like dead serious. And uh, Thank you. Um, for the people that know me, listeners, I do a lot of sports photography. You know, here at Colortech, we have blue card photography, but then I would also do some freelancing. So been into Lincoln Financial Field and wow. up at uh, the Garden. And I photographed mm. all kind of sports. And when I see your photos, I'm always very impressed. Thank you so much. So That's the biggest some compliment. Awesome yeah, yeah, I just started getting into photography when I started this. One of the most rewarding pieces of everything, like I said, was the young women that reached out. So anyone you see modeling on my page, they actually reached out to me initially and just said, hey, if you need a model, I'd love to do it. And so That's then we so invite cool. them out. So my husband's family has a farm in Hershey and we invite them out to the farm and then they come and shoot with me. Beautiful location. Yeah. That yeah. is so cool. And it's great that they're reaching out because it means they really believe in your brand and, yeah. and what you're trying to get out there. Yeah, and they love to spread the word and kind of get it yeah. up. Yeah, it's awesome. Very cool. <laughs> awesome. So now before we close out, 
Is there anything else that you'd like to share with the listeners? Anything up and coming? Any new items that will hit the store uh, that they should be looking for? Yeah, so this fall, we're definitely going to be launching some uh, newer items. But I think the only thing that I really wanted to share is just to the young uh, men and women in the you know next generations coming up that it's okay to you know be strong in what they believe in and also just be secure in their identities in christ erica moyer owner of i am erica from the american grown podcast and the color tech creative solution studios thank you for joining me thank you so much to see photos of today's guests and more content just search american grown podcast on facebook and instagram if you enjoyed this episode please subscribe and leave a review. If you'd like to be a featured guest on the podcast, please direct message or email Austin at AmericanGrownPod at gmail.com.